0: Potlucky Weed Sommelier podcast. My name is Liz, and I am your host in Weed Sommelier. I review strains, recommend things to munch on, and talk to guests about their history with weed. I've been a consumer for eight years, and I am located in Southern Maine, where it is legal medically and recreationally. I am joined today by Alex Andolina. Did I did I get your last name right?
1: Yeah, that's very impressive. Actually, a lot of people mess it up, so oh, that's cool.
0: thank you. I appreciate that. But um, Alex Andolina of Above All Greenery. Um, How long have you been a weed consumer and do you have any weed credentials you'd like to share?
1: Uh, First, thanks for having me on. Um, I've been smoking cannabis since I was 16. Uh, Probably started like a lot of people at that age, like with a couple of high school buddies. Um, uh, I've been a caregiver in the state of Maine for uh, about four or five years now. I used to run my own small caregiver business before I signed on with Above All Greenery. And I've been with Above All Greenery since uh, late May of this year.
0: Wow. So what does it mean to be a caregiver?
1: Uh, So technically you are um, licensed by the state to grow either 36 plants. And now they have like different square foot canopies, depending on, you know, what really where you're located or what's suited for you and your business style. Um, And that allows you to be in the medical program for the state and serve Patients across the state that are also a part of the medical program and allows you to serve other caregivers or storefronts. Um, And so basically it allows you to either cultivate, distribute, um, start an appointment area or patient area, uh, all sorts of things you can do with a caregiver license. Um, So so It's a great way to get into the industry.
0: I'll have to do more look into that. Maybe we could do like a caregiver episode at some point. Um, But so being a caregiver, that allows you to grow your own weed, right? Um, For for patients that you're treating. Mm -hmm. Okay, just just getting that clear. There are a lot of, there's lots of uh, lingo thrown around in the weed business. And sometimes it starts to lose um, its meaning. So I'm I'm glad I asked.
1: There's also licenses that like you can get that uh, if you, you know, can't grow your own or you don't want, wish to, and you just wish to be able to buy. Either distribute or sell product wholesale or retail you can get a caregiver license that would let's say be cheaper um, because you wouldn't be asking for the cultivation aspect of it so uh, there's there's a ton of different avenues but it basically gets you into the medical uh, cannabis market for the state
0: that's pretty cool all right on the i was gonna like as a segue i was gonna say since we're talking about weed but this whole fucking podcast is about weed um, so that'd be, that'd be a terrible segue, but uh, would you like to talk about this week's featured weed product?
1: Uh, that'd be Foul Mouth, is that correct?
0: Yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. So uh, Foulmouth is our strongest indigo, sorry about that. Uh, no worries. We grow here at Above All Greenery. It's personally my favorite uh, to smoke, and I think you're going to enjoy it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It's by Dungeon Vault Genetics. Uh, I think the grow team does a great job getting all the genetic expression out of the flower. And uh, we have some really good reviews on it. So I hope you enjoy it.
0: I am pretty excited to smoke this. I will say it is, it is 11 o'clock in the morning, um, but it's also a Friday, so why not? Uh, we'll I, late
1: I Friday for you.
0: Yeah, the only other thing I have planned today is seeing Dune with a friend and uh, we're probably gonna be stoned for that also. So I guess I'm starting early.
1: There you go, that's great.
0: Alrighty, um, let's talk about the munchie moment for the week. What do you like to snack on when you have the munchies?
1: my favorite thing is most likely ice cream i would say uh, definitely and maine is a great ice cream state because there's a lot of great ice cream around so
0: i i have to agree like uh growing up in tennessee we had mayfield um, which is like a very a very creamy ice cream they have like i think some of their like their their most popular one is like a banana pudding ice cream um, which has little, you know, Nilla wafers in there. Um, it's delicious, but I have yet to find it up here. I um, no,
1: have
0: I've found some suitable, like, uh, I can't think of the word, but like, um, instead of getting that, like I, I've discovered coconut ice cream, which I'm quite a fan of. The texture is really different. Um, what yeah. are some of your go-to flavors when you're looking for that ice cream buzz? I forget
1: what company makes it, but there's like a Almond Joy kind of ice cream to go on that coconut. Suggestion, like that's Ooh. like a really fantastic one, and then I get like all the like terrible ones for you that are loaded with like a bunch of candy.
0: See, those oh. are those are kind of my favorite. I I like a an ice cream yeah. that has surprises in it for me, like a good ribbon of caramel or uh some some uh red socks chocolate pieces with caramel inside.
1: Yeah, I'm a big uh, chocolate chip mint fan, and uh, you know, like anything with like Oreo stuff in it, and, like mm-hmm. you know. And I like to smoke dabs at night a lot too after work and stuff. So, you know, being in the industry, I just like hit dabs a lot and don't really smoke too much flour, except mm-hmm. for certain genetics I hear at work, to be mm-hmm. honest. But uh, And then once you have a couple dabs the ice cream, is just to go to, like, you can't, you can't <laughs> not have it, you know?
0: Yeah. For a second, I thought you were going somewhere else with like, oh, because I'm in the industry. And then I thought for some reason you were going to say like, oh, I have both, uh, an ice cream consuming apparatus that is like also a dab ring <laughs> for some reason i thought oh, I that's went. where you were going
1: no i just mean like i smoke dabs a lot because i'm around so much flour so um but you get that stone that night and you just want to eat a bunch of ice cream and that's probably the biggest challenge uh, on a daily basis is to uh, <laughs> not consume so much ice cream every day
0: yeah i i recently discovered oreo mcflurries and apparently you can just get both toppings but um Uh, It's it's uh, the devil invented ice cream, Um, or at least, you know, McDonald's ice cream. It's just it's unreasonably good.
1: Yeah, it's the uh, convenient access to it as well. It's Mm -hmm. just right there all the time. You know,
0: I don't even have to get out of my car. I don't even have to have shoes on if I don't want to. Like it's always I have too much power when it comes to getting ice cream at uh, 10 o'clock at night.
1: And if you're smoking at indigo at 11 o'clock in the morning, then (laughs) you're kind of setting yourself up for failure there.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Well, I haven't started smoking yet, but, uh, for the next half of the show, I might be very, very chill. Um, but my recommended munch for this week are fresh baked cookies. Um, that's what I've been uh, munching down this week. I've discovered that as an adult, I can just have cookie dough in my fridge and, you know, not eat it all raw. I can, you know, make cookies every day. Like it might just be four cookies, but like, that's still a still a great thing to come home to like when my roommates walk in and like the the smell of freshly baked cookies greets them it's like I don't know it's it's a it's a it's worth the effort I think to bake cookies almost every day if you want a a hot fresh cookie
1: yeah it's probably the best uh like a freshly baked cookie out of the oven like I can't think of anything better than that on like a Friday morning or something you know
0: yeah, well, it's, a, oh my gosh, I could not imagine eating ice cream or cookies this early in the morning. Like, that's, <laughs> that's so much sugar. Like, I'm just going to be a log for the rest of the day. That's no fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. I usually don't eat anything in the mornings. I usually just run on black coffee. So it's a, more of a caffeine uh, fuel for me.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a machine that runs on water and granola bars. So I, I, I kind of feel you there.
1: That's pretty good. At least that's a little healthy. You know, like the caffeine is not a is not ideal, but uh, my body doesn't mind it. And I really like coffee. So that's the, uh, that's the kicker.
0: I have a caffeine intolerance. So unfortunately I can't enjoy coffee, but uh, good for you for having something that you enjoy in the morning.
1: Oh, I feel so bad for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no worries. Um, All right, Alex, you know what time it is?
1: Time to smoke some weed.
0: Are you ready to do some weed?
1: I'm ready to do some weed.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's do it. If you or a friend have a word you think deserves airtime, leave us a message on Anchor. Make sure to include your name, a definition, and its use in a sentence. I guarantee you, if you do this, it will be on the show, pending absolute foulness. Uh, and we're back. How are we feeling?
1: I'm feeling great. How are you?
0: Um, feeling pretty groovy. This, um, I think, was my first official wake and bake. Honestly, I don't ever remember getting up in the morning and, uh, you know, to be fair, I could have gotten up earlier because I did know I was doing this. I had I had fair warning, but uh, <laughs> I I goofed, and uh, this is this is the result of my actions. It's not unpleasant, I will say.
1: It's a pretty heavy smoke to do first thing in the morning. Foul mouth, I'll say. So
0: yeah, I heavy. think I think I took two two or three puffs, good ones, burned down, you know, about a half an inch of this pre roll. Um, I really liked it.
1: Good. I'm really glad to hear that.
0: Yeah, before we before we get into the uh, examination process, the Somali bit, um, you said you had a weed word you'd like to share with us.
1: Oh yeah, this is a word that I first heard when I moved up to Maine about five or six years ago. Uh, it's jib or jibba, and it means uh, like you know basically like a joint or a pre roll. Um, it's just another slang term for it, and I thought it was the funniest thing because I had. You know never heard of it before and i had been smoking weed for years so um, yeah
0: yeah so how would you use that in a sentence
1: Past the gym bub. okay <laughs> right that's kind of the main accent i can't really do it right so um yeah. but yeah that, that's exactly how it would be used
0: yeah where did you move from
1: i'm originally from new jersey
0: oh interesting i have yeah. i have thoughts about the state of new jersey but a
1: dirty jurors everybody does yeah,
0: that's, that's <laughs> go a good ahead share
1: thing. your thoughts
0: <laughs> um i think it smells bad like the parts <laughs> that i've driven through smell like a paper factory
1: yeah well all the parts that people drive through are pretty bad um i'm from a, <laughs> the most rural <laughs> county so it was like a really really nice area to grow up really fun um but I really love Maine. I uh, mm. I have a house in Maine now, and I will never move back to New Jersey. Although I love my family, I miss them dearly. But uh, I'm here to stay. So
0: see, that's exactly how I feel about moving from Tennessee. Like I, there's no place else I'd rather live. Like
1: that's cool. When did you move from Tennessee?
0: Oh, actually, technically, I think maybe. So, well, we came up here during Corona, thinking we'd just stay. Uh, you know, a couple months. Like I have, you know, family members. I'm renting out. Uh, my mom's house with uh, she has a beach house up here, but uh, we we came thought it'd just be for the summer, and then my mom like I was just dreading going back home, and my uh, mom called me and said, you know, Corona's pretty bad up here, and it's actually not too bad in Maine, um, and uh, she's like, Yo, you guys should stay up there for the winter, and like I feel like I put the phone on mute in the hot dam or something like that, like I was so excited to stay up here, like That's I came funny. up here like visiting my grandparents and family members as a kid, but like. Oh, I just, I don't want to leave anywhere else. Like if I was a plant, this would be my native territory, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's a great state. Uh, it's like a, a little sleeping giant on the East Coast that nobody else really realizes.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Did you know it used to be a part of Massachusetts? Uh,
1: yes, I am. a. I used to be a history major in college. So my, uh, I was studying early American history. So I kind of, I know a lot about uh, the early, states and stuff but yeah it used to be part of mass and then broke off at like what 18 something uh, mm-hmm. yeah do i have that right i don't know
0: oh i could not tell you i we learned um I, I sometimes Wait. wonder if the the civil war knowledge i gleaned in tennessee is perhaps not the most reflective of the nature of events if that makes sense like oh, sometimes tennessee. i wonder if
1: yeah, I can imagine
0: <laughs> yeah we were looking at that through uh, rosy colored glasses
1: I've never, I've uh, never been down there, but I, I can't imagine uh, the, the perspective, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Not, not, to, uh, ruin a pleasant moment, but we do have to review the weed because this is a sommelier show, and I am, I'm yes, terrible about sure. staying out of the grass on this. Um. So again, we are talking about the mouth hybrid pre-roll. Um, oh, I, I looked. Uh, I looked up a couple of things about this strain beforehand. And um, do you know the parent strain names by any chance?
1: Uh, I don't offhand. I know Dungeon Vault Genetics did the breeding, but I can't. T- I think it's Grandpa Stash and something else. Do I have that right?
0: Okay, you were super close, but uh, okay. I just thought it was ridiculous that. Okay, so foul mouth. Like I'm going to say the name for this strain is especially like, considering the parent strain it came from, I think this is an especially good name, um, but the, the parent strain names are Grandpa's Breath and Dookie's. Wow. Yeah. Dude,
1: that's the one I couldn't remember. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's like, that's so silly. Um, like that's, that's like the perfect name. Um, I'll talk about my uh, tasting notes on this first. Um, let's see. So this, this uh, was one gram, it was a hybrid. Um, I actually kind of had a hard time telling what kind of size this was supposed to be. Um, I've gotten a lot of like uh, samples and specimens from uh, what's the word? Like uh, the um, conventions I've been going to and they handed out a lot of king size. So initially when I picked this up, I, I thought this was kind of small, but when I pulled it out and started smoking it, it's actually, it's really good for one person. Um, like the king-sized ones, I would definitely have to, to you know, smoke, if, like if it was by myself, smoke a little and then put it away, and then smoke a little more when I was ready and then put it away, because I can't do a whole king-size by myself in one sitting. Um, and I found that the flavor would kind of get worse because of, you know, the burnt paper taste and the, the old weed taste. Um, so I actually, I really like the size of this, actually. It's good for, it's good for the, its intended purpose. I could probably finish this in a day with maybe one or two, you know, regular breaks.
1: Nice. Uh, to go, uh, when we were at the convention, we actually, um, when you buy a pre-roll in our front appointment area, you get two of those in one one tube. So, yeah.
0: Oh, wow. That's really cool. One thing I was going to ask you about, it says, it says two pre-rolls on the inside and it says one gram. So is this a half gram pre-roll or? Yeah,
1: Exactly. And it's just like you said, like about the taste, like we thought about like, you know, if you buy a pre-roll and you get this one big size king king size pre-roll like and then you put it out and then you have to light it back up and it smells bad in the tube like we decided to put two pre-rolls that are half gram um so you really get like 0.6 in each pre-roll and you could smoke one and then you still have something for later so you get a little bit more for your your dollar there when you get our pre-rolls instead of rather just getting one king size pre-roll and you know it, it kind of smelling bad or you know half of it falling out as it shakes around in the tube and stuff so
0: yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. There's probably a technique to it, but I have the worst habit of canoeing uh, joints. Um, and like, I noticed this one didn't do that very much. I mean, I only smoked a little bit of it, but I, I appreciate it when, uh, you know, a joint a joint really holds up. Um, and with a king size, if you have to keep like putting it out, you're going to ruin that like tenuous connection between like the, uh, the filter and like that, the rest of the joint. Um, I've, I've snapped so many joints in half. I just, I mangle them. Um, I rip the filters off on accident. I don't know how I do it or just bend them or, or crunch them up in my pocket.
1: Yeah. It's like, they're, they're easy. It's, you know, people sit on them. Then you're smoking mm-hmm. a flat pre-roll, you know? So um, mm-hmm. it's nice that uh, I, we thought it was a good idea, you know, and that way, when we were at the convention, we were trying to figure out how to give as many samples as possible. And, and I thought about it kind of on the spot. I was like, well, at least if I can open them up, take one pre-roll out, give one out to each person at least they get a nice taste of the genetic you know and uh so that's why i only got one if you you normally would see two pre-rolls on the outside packaging and there'd
0: be two inside for you ah fair enough i was wondering if perhaps i had dropped one um but that was a really a really cool idea i appreciate that kind of on-the-spot thinking Um, yeah i i really like the way this one smells honestly it has kind of a little bit like a coffee smell or herbal tea um i thought it was sweet mild and pleasant um, this, like, if I had to put this joint in a particular uh, situation, I'd say, like, it, it would work really well at, like, a wedding party as, like, a party favor, I would say. That would be a really good, um, you know, p- practical use for get- getting this joint, you know, to your friends and whatnot, um, and it, it smells really good. This is something I would maybe, like, sneak, like, sneaking away at a wedding to smoke. I could, if it smelled that nice and tasted that good, I would be very happy.
1: Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because I was thinking as you were mentioning the wedding, like a golf course kind of scene where yeah, yeah, kind of like outside having a good time in the sun but like, you know, it's like fun but not like physically exerting too much, you know what I mean? Like, so that's the way I feel like, and it's my favorite smoke and taste here. I kind of like how it's not so loud with the mm-hmm. genetic dogs are really, really nice. The structure is really great, but the uh, the smell isn't too loud. The flower itself isn't too loud, but when you smoke it, you really have a nice appreciation for it.
0: Yeah, thank you. Sorry, I, I saw my cat is trying to get out. I got a phone call in the middle of what you're saying, but I, I agree. I wish I had, had one, one of the nugs to look at, but I mean, I mean, I can, I'll, I'll be on the lookout for it in the future. I love taking my loop and looking at nugs under um, just like a, a good light and a good magnification. Um, some some trichomes I've seen have almost been double-headed, and those are really cool. But I'm I'm curious to see what features, like physical features of a, a bud, made made this roll so good, or this uh this this uh yeah you know this smoking experience so great. I'll leave it at that.
1: Yeah yeah. Each genetic is pretty uh, unique. Like right now we have three genetics in stock. Right now we have like a little bit of uh another another two left that we're rotating out to bring in a bunch more genetics in and each genetic is like very physically and visually different the smell is different it's really nice to have that variety um so yeah um if you'd ever like to come by the uh cultivation site and actually see the product and kind of how it's grown and stuff you're more than welcome to with
0: that'd be cool it's unfortunate you're you're over an hour away from me otherwise i would take you up on it uh more immediately, but I'll, I'll let you know if I'm ever out that way. Thank you.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: My, my last thing to say about this weed, I'd, I'd call it a good picnic weed, like just a, a nice, nice time, a good, a good soft event that everyone's having a good time at. Um, all right, so we're moving on to blowing smoke, the interview portion. Um, what was your first experience with weed and do you have a preference for how you consume it?
1: So my first experience was with my best friends back in high school. Um, it's kind of funny cause we all like made a pact when we were like little kids, not to do like anything bad or drugs or anything. And then we got to like high school and I called my buddy up and was like, yo, I, I really want to try smoking weed. You're the, you're the buddy I want to do it with, you know? And he was, and I was like, I know we promised each other back in the day. And he was like, bro, I've already tried smoking weed. I'm I've, I've waiting for you to call me. And we laughed about it. <laughs> Right, so and then we got together and like smoked weed, and like out the back of in the back of his yard or something, and hung out in his basement. And he had like a really nice house with like you know Xbox and stuff. So We just played video games and laughed at like nothing on the couch, you know. Like I think we were sixteen at the time. Just me, and my brother. I'm a twin, so me, and my twin brother, and and my my uh, best bud from high school. We all hung out like that. So it was a it was a fun time. I have no idea what I smoked. But just some weed that we got off some kid and uh i remember it working though and uh we had a really good time and so my preference for consuming it uh nowadays would be like dabs i would say and extracts um i used to be a really big bond guy like in college and uh, more a flower smoker back then but as i started to work in the industry and then started my own company and then joined up with a G. Like I've just been around so much cannabis and extract that it's been easier for me to smoke the extract and not have to smoke flour to just because my tolerance has gone up and stuff. So mm-hmm. um but yeah. Way different now than the uh first days of smoking weed, I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah. Ooh, tell me about it. I mean, I've only been doing this for eight years, but like, there's such a huge difference. Like, I mean, I came from like, you know, an illegal state moved to a legal one. So that probably had a lot to do with it, but I'm excited to see where weed goes. Oh, you mentioned you have a twin. I have a twin. Oh,
1: wow. that's yeah, crazy.
0: Are you, are you close with your brother?
1: Uh, to a certain point. I mean, he lives down in New Jersey still. He um, yeah. does mortgages or so, um, something in mortgages. So I mean, we're close. The whole family's kind of tight, um, but we're both so busy we don't really talk too much. You know, um, we were more closer back when we were kids and stuff. But I guess that's kind of normal.
0: Yeah, um, my my twin sister is my best friend, and we have a standing call at you know uh, seven o'clock every night because um, it's important that you know we talk every day. But like, I just uh, it's so nice meeting other other twins and whatnot. Um, that's
1: so cool that you and your sister talk every day. That's that's awesome.
0: Yeah, she's she's my best friend and I love her. Um, and she's she's my bandmate. She is my womb mate. Uh,
1: that's awesome. She, she she she's not up here with you. She's down there. She's
0: in Tennessee, unfortunately. So I feel you when you have like a a sibling living in another state. Uh, I miss the miss the heck out of my sister and the rest of my family, but I I love living up here too much.
1: Yeah I try to go down to New Jersey like my drive back home is only like six hours Mm -hmm. so I try and go down like uh once every few months you know there's a lot of like weddings and stuff I've had to go down for recently because everything opening back up um a lot of weddings are getting getting done that people have held off and stuff so I had to go down twice my sister got married over the summer and another buddy got married over the summer so I got to catch up with family a lot this year I was really thankful for that
0: fantastic Alrighty, jumping back onto the the more business side of things um so i realize now that you did not found, i realized later actually um you didn't found above all greenery you had a you had a business before that right that you merged with them right uh, yeah, it
1: wasn't a merger i i ran a small caregiver business called Kramer's crops for three years i uh, serviced a couple stores in the Portland and South Portland area. And as the pandemic happened, um, my lease ended on my, on my commercial building. So I kind of downsized and took a break for a little while. Uh, I ended up buying a house over that winter. And then as I looked into ramping back up again, I knew the owners of above all greenery. They were really good friends of mine. Um, so we had been in discussions prior to this and, uh, instead of um, continuing to just go on my own I decided to um, join up with them uh, and help what they were doing because I was very impressed with what they had going on um, so it's been a really nice time uh, ever since I've started here and um, we're more than excited with what we have going on and we have a lot of passionate people here involved and uh, they're all local owners and um, so it's it's really great that we have a management team that's almost every single person part of our manager team is either from Maine or living in Maine right now because I'm not originally from Maine so I can't say that but Mm -hmm. everybody else is and stuff so it's a nice family run business right now um we have a 6,000 square foot facility wow Um, about 3,300 of it would be uh canopy plant canopy um we have a really nice post-cultivation team. We have a compliance officer on staff, a front appointment patient area as well, and a full-growing team. So we have um, really, really good things going on. A lot of passionate people here.
0: Mm, Very cool. Do you ever think about how like marijuana flowers are actual flowers? And like, I mean, you talked about a canopy earlier. I imagine your facility, or the facility, pardon me, uh, smells quite pungently.
1: yeah definitely definitely when we have uh one of the flower rooms that are closer to the you know front of the building working end of the building um in flower or late in flower you can definitely smell it we also we have carbon filters because we don't want anybody in the town to get aggravated with us or anything like that so we do try and keep the smell down to a minimum Mm -hmm. um you know just to keep that uh professionalism and you know courtesy towards our neighbors that are near the property um, but yeah it's a pretty beautiful building and when we have mul- multiple rooms and flower nearing the end it's pretty exciting and there's a lot of pictures being taken and cameras cool. being if, brought you, in.
0: if you shoot some of those pictures my way we can uh, post them on the instagram before the episode drops um we, we can talk about that later
1: okay cool awesome
0: yeah. um so do you know how above all greenery was chosen as the name for the business
1: uh Yes. Well, I got, I was able to ask the owners before we hopped on real quick, a couple of questions that you had given me. And so uh, after talking with them, they really wanted to bring a sense of seriousness and professionalism to the industry where, and there's many companies doing this as well, but there's a lot of companies that um, really kind of give cannabis a bad name. I would say um, just the way they operate and, and how they're going just for, either greedy aspects or, you know, not doing great business practices or selling dirty flour. So mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of cleanup in our industry that needs to happen. And um, they wanted to show that they were taking it on with a serious foot and that we didn't take it lightly that we're serving medical product to a lot of patients, not just cannabis consumers, but they're technically all patients, right? So in our area, West Newfield, it's a much more older demographic than like, let's say Portland. So mm-hmm. we're, we're really trying to provide that care to patients as well as that really high quality flower. Um, and we test everything that we provide here. Uh, we kind of operate ahead of compliance. Um, cause we know what's coming down the line and we, we don't want to, uh, have to make major adjustments or lose our quality or what, what our patients or our other wholesale clients expect from us. They're just going to continue getting that. Um, when, so how,
0: how would you say you accomplish that?
1: Um, we do everything. Everything is tested through Nelson Analytics. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't get a clean test, it either gets extracted or gets tossed. Um, we go above and beyond um, kind of making sacrifices, making sure that flour stays clean throughout the um, growing process. Everybody's in full scrubs in the building with, you know, uh, clean shoes in the building. Um, only the people that are in the cultivation or part of the cultivation team go in the cultivation section of the building. Uh, so the facility is kind of mapped out for, you know, cleanliness and, you know, optimal flower production. We try and make it so that way when we get that test done, we don't have to worry if that test is going to come back clean or not. We just mm-hmm. know our SOPs are going to be able to pass testing, and we're going to be able to carry on and fill our orders that we have coming in, and provide those those uh, patients or wholesale clients the flour they're looking for, also with concentrates and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it mentioned on your website that you, uh, not you in part- specifically, but um, above all greenery in particular, takes a craftsman approach to growing marijuana. How would you say um, that is accomplished also?
1: Uh, passion, uh, really, um, because we can really delegate and um, we don't really try and stretch anybody out too thin. We have three people on our growing team. Um, and we do pull a couple other people on the post-cultivation team. um, if they do need help or have a big harvest and stuff and, uh, Hunter, Garrett, and Shane, um, they eat, sleep and breathe growing cannabis. They all love what they're doing every day. And, uh, it really helps with the environment of the building. You know, um, sometimes you never really feel like you're working here and you can't believe it's five o'clock already. There's no windows in the building. We kind of call it the casino. Sometimes because you don't really know what time it is outside, yeah, that's a good point. But that passion, um, you know, really shows that craftsmanship after a while because, um, that's just what comes with it. You know, I know that uh, Hunter's doing a great job as the head of cultivation, making sure that if there's even a small, um, let's say something small on the cultivation side that's going on, he's on top of it right away, either researching. Or making an adjustment, um, everything's done in small increments, and they they do a really good job. It's it's um, very, I'm very impressed with them, especially um, with the size canopy that they're dealing with, and all the variables with all the systems and AC units and rooms that we have,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: they're on top of everything the way they are. So, uh, you know, hats off to them. They're doing a good job.
0: What are some challenges to growing craft? On it seems like you have quite a large canopy to deal with. Um, How do you ensure, like, you know, the the craftsmanship at that kind of production level?
1: Uh, Preventative measures. Um, We don't wait till we see a problem. Uh, We act beforehand, you know. Um, There's steps we take when it comes to, um, let's say, beneficial uh, insects that are uh, able to be released in the gardens that keep, you know, uh, let's say... uh, pesticides away and uh, we really don't spray anything on our plants mm-hmm. uh, they do uh, some foliating to keep the gardens clean and stuff um, but they they have uh, SOPs written out um, for every week and every um, feeding and what the plants depending on the genetics like and you know, a lot of it is dialing it in. Like we, we like to call it where you're more or less figuring out with a new genetic, let's say we have like 14 more genetics coming down the line that we're all pheno hunting and you find out what the plant likes themselves. It's, it's not like you just do what you want to do. You're kind of working with a live, working with a plant live organism and that plant's going to tell you if it likes what you're doing or, or doesn't. And, um, they do a great job kind of reading that. And, and so, um, going off what the plant is telling them and making adjustments from there. And our test results have been really, really good the past uh, few runs. The flowers looking great. Um, we're, t- we're getting a lot more traction. We've been on a couple more shows. Um, so it's, it's pretty exciting to uh, see it all happening.
0: It sounds like you folks are going some exciting places. Um, alrighty, so let's talk about the logo. Um, so I've been looking at it while we've been talking, um, and I, I like the logo. I think, I think it's really interesting. Um, do you know anything about like the background of it by any chance?
1: Uh, yeah, I know they wanted something clean, professional, um, sleek, kind of like a, like an apple feel mm-hmm. in the cannabis world, you know, uh, a lot of companies go for the jungle boy style mm-hmm. perf- kind of looks, script or like, you know, um,
0: like including like this, like, um, looking at this, if I, if I didn't know any better, I wouldn't know this was like a cannabis company, but if you know where to look, and you're the kind of person that's interested in, in knowing if this is a cannabis company, um, like the thumb looks like a leaf, I, like, I would, I would get the hint from that, um, I've, I've also noticed that it's a left hand, as, as I can figure out it's a left hand, and I know a popular, uh, name for a joint is a left-handed cigarette so I was wondering if that's how that came into play
1: uh yeah so that's funny that you say that because the I asked the owners about this like if, is there any reason why it was left-hand because I had never realized it either and they said uh, kind of more of a simpler reason is because you pass a joint to a left to the left you know? <laughs> I thought that was really witty of uh, one of the owners to say that real quick on the spot and mm-hmm. um so we left it at that and uh, I can't argue with it, you know. So it's a pretty good reason.
0: I I think that's fantastic, and and for all the reason I like the logo a lot more. Like, um, I do think it's classy, and it looks kind of like a house. Like it's it's a very interpretive drawing. Like obviously you could, you could look at it like a hand, but um, if you're as stoned as I am right now, you can see like a lot of different shapes. Like it could look like a squid. It could look like a factory or a house or a cactus. Um, and I I enjoy it. Like it gives me, it gives me pleasant vibes to look
1: at. I like it a lot too. I, I, when I see it, I see it, I see it as like a helping hand, you know, we're not like we're, we're in it to help people Mm -hmm. and not just grow a bunch of flower And, and, um, we're really in it to help a lot of people. The, the owners are, uh, older guys that know a lot of people that have cancer and a lot of ailments and, uh, you know, everybody finds a way that cannabis can help them, whether it be you know, cancer patients or, you know, some sort of rub or lotion that helps with some sort of back pain or, mm-hmm. you know, go from something major to something minor. So um, I look at the logo as a, a bit of a helping hand where we're we're there for you also, you know, and um, so, yeah, but I do love it. I think it's a great logo.
0: I agree. I'd like to like to give a high five to the person that designed it.
1: Yeah, I have to find out who that is, actually. <laughs>
0: Well, if you, if you uh, let me know before we post this, I'll include it in the show notes. Okay, cool. All right. Um, okay, we only have a couple questions left here. Um, what are some products that are unique to uh, Above All?
1: So I would say the genetics, uh, for sure. Um, the team does a really good job hunting and making sure that we have the best pheno. If we don't like what a pack of seeds gave us, for example, we'll just buy another pack and start the pheno hunt all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the mandarin skittles and the foul mouth are pretty, pretty special. Uh, Our cookies and cream is the 2014 Denver cup winner. We got the cut from a friends in Michigan, friends of the owners. Um, So we feel like our genetics are pretty, um, pretty unique. Um, And uh, it also helps with the shatter and the extracts, like our batter and sugar that come from those genetics. Uh, Our shatter is more of like a, Crumbly than a snap pull type of shatter. Right now, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, one of my favorite things that I order here on the menu. Um, and we also have over two hundred items on our menu where we work with other caregivers and partners uh, to be able to provide as much as we can to our uh, our area here and our patients and clients.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: um, we do a good job here trying to have something for everybody and kind of being unique in the industry.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a lot to digest. Um, and that's not just because I I looked over at some clouds out the window and, uh, spaced out for a second.
1: (laughs) It's the foul mouth at work there, but, uh,
0: (laughs) yeah, I would say so. uh,
1: The Mandarin skills in the foul mouth are like things that I just always get excited about, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it be extract, um, some sort of concentrate extract from them or, um, just a big giant harvest of one or the other genetic. It's just, uh, um really top top notch. So
0: yeah. Oh, so um we mentioned a convention earlier. Um so that was NECAN. Um do you know what the acronym stands for? By the way, I want to say it's New England's Cannabis Convention or something along those lines.
1: Yeah, I think you got it, New England Cannabis Convention.
0: Ah, cool beans. Uh got it in one. Um, did you folks submit anything into the contests for um like like the best in flower edibles, concentrates, things of that nature? Did you did you folks end up submitting something?
1: We did not, well, I wish we did. We ended up booking the booth um, too late and the submission form, like the deadline for the contest was like a couple days prior, I think. Yeah. So that kind of that stunk. But we do have our eyes on the I-95 Cup coming up. I think that's in uh, early December. So um, we're, uh, we, we got our eye on that competition that's coming up next.
0: And where is but- that located?
1: i hmm, let me see if i can tell you i don't know i don't have that information yet
0: oh, oh. well i won't push you on that stuff you don't know yeah. <laughs> um all right so this is the the last question i have for you um do you have a like a story you'd like to share with us
1: um i do i have a patient story i have two patients um in particular that i wanted to talk about because i don't think it's it's just about i i, I think a lot of people get excited about the cannabis but it, some people forget why we're doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, there was one patient that came in recently last week. Um, and I was working the front counter and she said that some of the flour wasn't, um, hitting it, hitting her as well, being and their tolerance seems to have gone up or, and she can't really afford to, uh, to get more. So, um, we gave her some keef, and I'm sure a lot of people know what keef is on the podcast, but it's kind of like what comes off of the, um, flour and a grinder and like the very bottom part of a grinder right and we get a lot of that because of the trimming bins and stuff and we collect it and we um give it give it as a gift a lot of times as for patients that you know get a big order or we know that would really like them Mm -hmm. and so i gave it to her and said here try this you know sprinkle this on top of every bowl that you smoke i asked her how she liked to consume and stuff and i said next time you come in let me know how it works for you and she came in, she said it worked great, that she was like, felt high on the cannabis again and it really helped her put her to sleep and all this stuff. And she was really grateful for it. And, uh, and so we helped supply her with a good amount of Keith uh, for free so that way she could have some effective medicine. And, um, and it's one of those things that as she walks away, you sit back and you realize like, wow, it's, it's, that's the reason why we're doing it. That's why we have this huge building. That's why we have all these people working. Um, it's to help people like that, that really come in because they need it, not because they want it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and then I have another friend, um, that, uh, she's been suffering with cancer for 16 years. And, um, I've been trying to, uh, ever since I owned my own personal business and even now, uh, above all greenery, um, we try and donate as, as much as we can to her. So she consumes probably about four ounces a month, maybe more. Um, and she is just in a lot of pain. She's had cancer for, I think, 16 years now. So, um, she's a good friend of mine and I try and take care of her. I've been taking care of her for years. And, uh, and it, the stories that we get about her grandchildren how she can, you know, go to the park and play with her grandchildren is, is what it's all about. And that's why we do it. So it's, it's, um, it's motivating. It, it helps with the, uh all the troubles that happen in a big operation like this and uh, helps everybody keep going and keep smiling. And um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's a lot to think about. Um, I think that was very generous of you folks to do that. I've never smoked straight keef, and I'm really curious about like, would you just put it in a pipe like regular weed? Um,
1: No, no, no. I would suggest if you were to like, um, the way I've always done it is, uh, you know, kind of like a, parmesan cheese spread on top of a bowl of pasta like you know pack the bowl, and then grab a little bit of that keef and like sprinkle it on top and um you know sometimes at parties or at the end of a work that you can put a little bit more on top of there and you'll really feel it but it's a it's a nice way to like top off a bowl and like kind of get a little more of a potent hit from your flour um and i like to mix it up like i'll take like mandarin keef and put it on top of foul melt
0: and stuff wow. so interesting yeah i very much
1: suggest that to some some people
0: i'll keep that in mind uh well uh where would you like people to find you
1: um you could find the company at aboveallgreenery.net and aboveallgreenery on instagram um you could find myself on instagram at alexandalina. Um, and the building is located in york county southern maine um, we are accepting new medical patients um, as long as you have the right documentation. And uh, um, we welcome anyone to come in anytime.
0: Very cool. Um, unfortunately, that's all the time we have. Thank you for listening. Our theme music is The Irish Washerwoman" as arranged by Mailey Charles. You can find Potlucky on Apple Music, Google Music, and Spotify. We also have an Instagram page. Feel free to post pictures of your smoking materials and tag me in them at Potlucky Podcast. Like what we do and want to see us grow? Consider supporting us on anchor.fm. You'll hear from us next week. Goodbye.